Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Black and Blue Pod. New to the show? Let me break it down for you, nice and simple. My name's Matt McLaughlin. I am the creator and host of most episodes. On the show, I bring on friends and interview some very interesting guests. Here to talk sports, music, entertainment, and we're not going to leave anything off the table. We're here to bruise egos. My generation of common is him just being on Microsoft commercials. No running back should ever be in an MVP consideration. Eat up, bud! Eat up! We ask hard-hitting questions. Goodfellas are the godfather. This is dangerous work down here. Better guitarist with the name Jimmy. Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy Page. Are aliens real, yes or no? And have incredible moments that will leave you wondering. What the hell's going on out here? Thank you all for tuning in and enjoy the show. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Black and Blue Pod. I'm your host, as always, Matt McLaughlin, here on a late Sunday night with the one and only Timmy Gorman covering the conference championships. The Super Bowl matchup is set for the second consecutive year. The host team will play in its home stadium in the Super Bowl as the Los Angeles Rams dethrone the, I mean, I don't know if it's dethroning, but I guess beating the red hot San Francisco 49ers going to the Super Bowl to take on who else? Joey B and the Cincinnati Bengals. And actually, Timmy, before I get started, we each predicted one half of this Super Bowl matchup. Yeah. We just we just didn't get the other conference right, which was kind of cool. It's kind of dope. Kind of dope. We both got right. one and it was our and it was the teams that we were kind of riding or dying with. If you remember on that podcast, I said Whoever comes out of this Rams or Cardinals game is going to the Super Bowl. That's For facts. once, I look intelligent. Yes, let's go. We got <laughs> brain if not power. For the, if not for the NFL's dumb bullshit overtime rules, I might have got the Bills. But you know what? Fuck it. Who day? I'll take the Bengals. Because hey, we don't have to listen to. We don't have to listen. To, we don't have to hear or see fucking Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> and, and that roadkill bitch of a wife and his 17 million times in the fucking press box talking shit being piece he's being human garbage to the opposing fans when they're not getting their way yeah Regardless. i mean yeah i mean afc championship overtime rules came back to bite them in the ass um if you're not aware the Bengals came back from an 18 point deficit to beat the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24 on what else but an Evan McPherson game-winning field goal uh, in overtime. How did the Bengals get the ball in overtime after losing the opening coin toss? Patrick Mahomes threw an interception, um, which I believe is personal karma for the Bills game. The Bills is a <laughs> classic. Um, and so Joe Burrow, man, he's already building his legend. I mean, that was my biggest reaction takeaway from this game was – Joe Burrow is one of like he's already feels like he's on track to be the Tom Brady of this generation. We're gonna get to the Brady fiasco in a little bit, but no quarterback has according to Matt Brown at Matt Brown C, C, CFB on Twitter, no quarterback has ever won the Heisman Trophy, the national championship, and the Super Bowl. So Joe Burrow has a chance to win the triple crown championship slash individual. I, I think they said there's nobody's ever, ever won a national championship or yeah uh, or super bowl which i i can't but i thought it was just the two which i can't believe is it's why 
that no one's ever won a national championship. Well, think about that. Maybe they said as a quarter as a quarterback, no one's ever won yeah, a national I, championship. Maybe that would make sense. No, know. because didn't Brady win a share of one? Wasn't he on the yeah, '97 Bra- Michigan team? Brady never won a Heisman. Or oh, no, okay. I'm saying they national said they didn't. They were ignoring the Heisman part. Maybe I missed oh. the Heisman part. Maybe oh. that's what it was. Maybe I missed the third qualifier because I heard them say that about how. Maybe or maybe they were saying no number one overall pick has ever won a natty or something. It was uh, weird, so, whatever it was. Yeah, so it was no quarterback. It was no quarterback specifically has won the Heisman national title and the Super Bowl. Uh, non quarterbacks, as again according to Matt Brown of the Athletic, uh, non quarterbacks to do it: Marcus Allen, Tony Dorsett, Charles Woodson, and Reggie Bush were kind of an asterisk marks for that Heisman thing. But that's a whole separate debate for another day. So AFC Championship, Joe Burrow, he's just laid his third leg out on the table. Somehow, some way, this Bengals team is in the playoffs, not even in the playoffs, in the fucking Super Bowl, first time since Joe Montana was the quarterback of the 49ers. Um, T. Higgins led the team in receiving yards. He had over 100 receiving yards and no touchdowns. And this was all about Joe Burrow. He... He did exactly what he set out to do. Didn't even let his heart rate get over like 70 beats per minute and was just dealing Dyson, never crumpled. And Timmy, as Eagles fans, we've seen Andy Reid collapse this before. And this is another one in a long line of collapses, unfortunately, for the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs just got complacent and they knew they thought they were going to win this game and roll over the Bengals and that just didn't happen. Um, and they got to do some serious self-reflection and figure out what they got to do to get better because this isn't this isn't just oh the Chiefs escape or the Bengals escaped with a win because Patrick Mahomes threw a bad interception. No, like this team needs serious upgrades on the defensive side of the ball. They're gonna have to make decisions offensively, like they have to. Like I'm not saying you break up obviously the big three, but that rotating cast is always going to be rotating. And do they make any moves on the offensive line? I don't know if they can, but they have to make upgrades defensively. And whether they try and find new skill position players, especially with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who has just had a really up and down year. They got to figure better out better in the playoffs, though, which was weird. It, this team just you couldn't get a read on. Maybe it was the parody this year. This felt like one of the most competitive years the NFL has ever had. Um, and maybe that was just because, like, because there was that slump where the Chiefs were just not looking good and all the talking heads on networks were like, oh, the Chiefs are done. The Chiefs are done. And it's like, no, you dummies. Like, yeah, after that Bills loss, it was kind of, they were kind of like, everyone like wrote them off, you know? Exactly. Uh, but they got to figure out the running game. And, is this the last year with Eric B. Enemy as OC? Don't know. Because the Vikings still have to fill out their coordinator position. Um, or not coordinator. I mean, head, head coach. Head coach. Um, is that the only so, one that's left? And the Dolphins. Dolphins. And Dolphins, Texans. Vikings, Texans. Because um, it's the Broncos, the Giants, and the Broncos. Raiders of all. Yeah. The, the Jaguars? So the Leftwich situation is really weird. Because supposedly Leftwich wants someone else to be the GM, but the Jags aren't budging on that. And so he hasn't, like, officially signed a deal yet. 
Wait, they want him to be coaching GM? No, so they so they ha- I don't know the names. Leftwich wants someone that he knows on another team to be the general manager. And okay. the Jaguars want whoever is current general manager to stay as general manager. Yeah, because Leftwich is ba- so great for them. Yeah, Leftwich is basically saying, like, no, fuck that. Let me bring my own guy in here and really clean house and evaluate personnel. So he hasn't signed a deal to be the Jaguars head coaching yet. I didn't even know he was offered. Well, that's the thing. It's like there's a standstill. Like a deal would have been done if the Jags caved to Leftwich, but they're not trying to cave to him. So that's so, that. I it. So what's his name? Went to the Raiders. Uh, uh, oh, McDaniels. McDaniels went to the Raiders. McDaniel McDaniels goes to the Raiders. Raiders. Uh, Hackett went to the Broncos. Hackett goes to the Broncos. And then Dabble goes to the Bills. Bill, no, Dabble goes to the Giants. Or yeah, Giants. Who went to the who went to the Bears? That was the other one that got filled. Um, oh, Eberflus. Eberflus. Right. So then it's the Jaguars are in limbo. The Saints Jagu- now, all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah, Jaguars, Saints, Vikings. Vikings. I think that's it. Jaguars, Saints, Texans, Vikings. Texans. That was the one I was missing. Texans. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Because, what, um, we started with seven, and then the Saints would have made it eight. Yeah, so Saints would have made it eight. Fi- four would have been fi- four filled. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So, AFC Championship? <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, um. Good. So, so, well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs part, I'll get to. Um, I mean, yeah, the the Bengals. It's it's like no one gave them a chance after even after every win. It's just like, oh well, you know, they didn't deserve to win that game. Yeah. Um, you know, at this time last year, as they, you know, we'll probably hear about it a million times from here until the Super Bowl. But it was like at this time last year, Joe Burrow's re- rehabbing his knee. And that's that's nothing. That's not Burrow's fault that the announcers can't come up with a better fucking talking point that they're just dumb idiots. Um, but it's just like this is a franchise, you know, in the eighties, seven uh, in the eighties, they were a, a contender for the majority of the eighties. They went to two, two Super Bowls. They lost to the, one of the probably the second greatest quarterback of all time in Joe Montana, um, you know, both times on last minute drives and or else they, they'd have a um, title. The 1987-88 team, right? Or is it 88-89? I forget. I think it was 88-89. Yeah, the 88-89 team with Boomer Esiason is often considered one of the, like, the 10 greatest teams to have not won a Super Bowl that made it. Um, they had a rev- they had a pretty revolutionary offense. Asiason, I believe, was the MVP that year. Uh, Icky Woods. They had a really good defense. And what hurt them is that um, they lost their nose tackle in like warmups or like like in the first quarter. And he was kind of like the heart and soul of their defense. And that's what really like kind of sent them downhill and like didn't like you know kept them like it it kind of even at the game a litter, or there's a lot of people that think that if he never would have got hurt, that maybe the Bengals could have just won that game and wouldn't came down to another last minute um, touchdown by Montana. Um, that said, since the eighties, it's, they've been the bungles, you know, my entire childhood, they sucked. I, I never knew the bungles as being good. Like, and to the point that when they finally got good again, 
They drafted Carson Palmer after years of mediocrity and mm-hmm. constantly being like in the top five or top ten draft picks. You know, that this guy was going to be the future. This guy was going to be the future. You know, Jeff Blake throwing for four thousand yards for five and eleven teams, and Carl Slim Pickens, and they drafted. Um, you know, Kajana Carter, and he was going to be the guy, and then his knees just wouldn't hold up. And um, ironically, Eric the Enemy was a guy that was there at some point, um, went out of Colorado. He, he is, that's one of his teams that he, you know, he was on. Um, you know, and it's just, and then it was like, you know, they took Peter Warwick, and he was going to be the guy that led the revolution for them. Okay. And Let's it's get to just, the point. all these guys were just, they, they, so they finally get Carson Palmer yeah. and Marvin Lewis. And yeah. they start to build some infrastructure. And since 2003, it's, you know, they've had some down years and recently they haven't been as good, but compared to the 20 years prior to that mm-hmm. or 15 years prior to that, what has been since Car- that Carson Palmer pick, even though it's like two generations on, because then there was the Andy Dalton now it's this generation. Yeah. It's been a little bit better, but I mean, these, these, these fans don't know anything, you know, they, they haven't had a they haven't had a championship in this city since the Reds won three in a row back in the seventies, mm-hmm. and it's just been it's not a fun city to live in. I can imagine it's probably shitty weather, not much to do, and you know you have these diehard fans for this franchise that's kind of got a dumb dick owner and Mike Brown, and you know he's just guy. Are they the only team the without a practice facility, like an indoor practice facility? Yeah, there's the, the, it's just like, like that's a lot of a lot of just like stupidness that goes on in that organization because the owner is just a moron. He, he inherited the team from his father and he just, is just an asshole. And um, when Zach Taylor got hired, a lot of people were pissed for multiple reasons. One of them was just like, Oh, it's just another white coach getting a job over a minority coach, which I can kind of agree with to a certain standpoint where it's like, you know, how come the enemy doesn't have a head coaching job at this point? I don't know. Yeah. But that's, you know, and other people, but, that, that that's besides the point well another and big criticism first, of, of taylor was that he was like the another sean McVay duplicate where right. it was like they were trying to find the nut, next young offensive coach who could and that's, get a that was the, right that was the big thing it's just people were like oh he's just getting a job because everyone thinks that he's just going to do what sean McVay did yeah. and he has he doesn't have that much experience first two years first year terrible last year they had some fight they couldn't block but they had some fight and then mm-hmm. burrow goes down whatever so they, you know, they go and they draft Jamar Chase and everyone's like, you need line, you need line. What, what are you going to do? Then in the offseason, everyone's like, look, you needed a line and Jamar Chase can't even catch the ball. Yeah. And then, boom. Next thing you know, five weeks into the season, gangbusters. Chase is lighting up rookie records that Justin Jefferson must have set last year. You know, yeah. Burrow's looking like an MVP candidate. Their defense is like, capitalizing off of turnovers. T. Higgins is turning into a good sophomore campaign. Uh, C.J. Uzama is having a good season for a time. It's just everything's mixing. And it's like, oh, maybe we jumped off. Like, we jumped in the throats too much. Then they go through a little bit of a schneid and they bounce them back. And, you know, and they started to find their groove. And it's just like they figured out, hey, we can't block. So we got to get the ball out of our hands. And, you know, no one believed in this team. Just like no one has ever really believed in Joe Barrow. Everywhere he's kind of gone there's been the odds against them. You know, he went to Ohio state and dumb Dick Irvin Meyer wouldn't even give him a chance. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't even give him a chance. Cause it he, was... he, he, cause he thought fucking Dwayne Haskins was better. A kid, Dwayne Haskins can't hold even on. throw the ball 15 feet. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. 
Ohio State Dwayne Haskins was a different breed of quarterback. But he never threw the ball over 10 yards, Matt. That's, That's why he fine. was different. That's fine. But, like, in it, during his tenure at Ohio State, Dwayne Haskins was a baller. Like, there's a reason why he was considered a top 10 pick, and it was, like, crazy that the Giants passed on him. Still, right. But still, it's, it's the fact that he never even gave this guy a look. And then, well, it was, he, and then he, it he was goes who, down there. It was a quarterback room of Cardell Jones, JT Barrett, and Dwayne Haskins. And here's this young, unproven kid. Where is Urban Meyer going to find the time to put him in? Well, yeah, but the thing is, JT Bauer converted the wide receiver. Cardell Jones was gone. And okay. Haskins only had one year. And I'm sorry, I would take in Barrow over Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones was a three-game, like, stroke of luck genius. That's and fair. he was nothing ever since then. JT Barrett, maybe. Yes, Haskins was good, but it's also kind of a system thing is worth learning because look at, um, you know, Fields. I'm not saying Fields is going to be a bust, but he struggled to read NFL defenses this year. I don't think Matt Nagy was doing him any favors. No, but I think it's because the offense they've run, you know, wasn't great. And that same offense, what other quarterbacks has he ever produced? You know, Chris Leak was back in Florida days was supposed to be like a big pro prospect. And then he got the, uh, Irvin Meyer got there, put it, installed his offense and everyone was like, all right, well, he's got the tools, but he can't read a fucking defense now. And yeah. look at the, look at how long it took Alex Smith to finally like figure out how to be a pro in the NFL or, you know, so what I'm saying is that it's just funny because he was an Ohio born and bred, wanted to go to Ohio state, went for Ohio state goes there. I think he was Mr. Ohio football or whatever. Doesn't yeah, he had get all chance. the accolades and shit. And all so the it's just like, you know, what, what, where do I going to go? And he goes down there. Coach O's like, you know, you come down here, go Tigers. We're going to, I'll do it with you, Joey. We'll do it together. And he doesn't have a great first year. A lot of people are like, well, what's this? What do we believe in? Coach O makes the right choices, swallows his pride, realizes he's not having the good thing, brings, brings in a real offensive coordinator. And boom, next thing you know, they are just an unstoppable force for two, in yeah. 2019. That team was so much fun to watch, everything they did there. And he goes from maybe being a fifth-round pick to the number one overall pick. Last year, it's like, oh, maybe you know, he can throw the ball, but he makes a lot of dumb decisions and he doesn't have a line. And is he going to be able to stand upright? Then this year, it's like, you know what? Fuck the haters. I'm going to prove to you I'm the guy. Puts this team on his back and says, you know what? They, I'm going to prove my, my GM right by taking my boy Jamar. Probably won him offensive rookie of the year. Well, Jamar Chase helped him too. But, you yeah. know, T. Higgins had, a, like I said, a great sophomore year. He put this team on his back, not just the offense, but the defense. That team goes where Joe Barrow goes. They want to fight for him. He is someone that will lead you into battle. That is a fucking franchise quarterback. That it's- Someone that not just the offense, but the defense, the special teams, the coaches, the GMs, the fans. Everybody involved in that franchise will literally say, I will fucking take a bullet for you. And that is what Joe Burrow is. That's the reason the Bengals are going from a top five pick to a chance to win their first Super Bowl in two weeks because it's Joe Burrow. That's that's, that's plain cut right there. And this is like the Brady effect that you hear like a lot of Brady's teammates talk about. Where like he just changes the locker room when he walks in. He just completely changes the team. And Burrow has that same vibe. And now, all of a sudden, we're looking at a, a Chiefs team. I think this is more about, like, I think people were expecting the Chiefs to just roll over the Bengals and go back to the Super Bowl or whatever. 
And that twenty-one to three, it looked like it. And then what happened? Another another collapse at the hands of the Bengals again. Um, and this, you know, stupid. Season. You know, a lot of people are going to look back and say, "Hey, why not take the points at the end of the first half?" And you had to, and they got greedy because they were they were cruising, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it bit them in the ass. And that's you know, this isn't well, that, the first that's... time we see Andy Reid coach. And and this isn't all on Andy Reid either. Let's so no. I, I don't want to sit here and be the Eagles fan that's like, "Oh, Andy choked again." No, their line yeah. did not block for Patrick Mahomes in that fourth quarter. You know, the Bengals' defense tightened up their coverage, and their line, Sam Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson, spent the majority of that fourth quarter just up and Patrick Mahomes' grill. And if it wasn't for just fucking holding calls left and right in the first quarter, because let me put it this way, the Bengals didn't come back and win that game, I was just going to sit here and cry uh, conspiracy. Because... (laughs) The, all you need to say is that one fucking play with Sam Hubbard when they when the Bengal or the Chiefs scored their second touchdown, he got uh-huh. tackled th- two or three different times trying to get to Mahomes by the same guard or tackle, yeah. and nothing was called. Nothing. It, it's atrocious. It's, if you look on Twitter, it's right there. He literally is going to get him, and the the guard just tackles him to the ground right in front of a ref, and nothing. There and you know, like I said, I don't want to make it about that, but there was some very questionable officiating calls and you know, the Bengals overcame it. They, 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 they weren't going to let it get down. They could have sat there and constantly been like, you know, getting excited. And there were a couple of times that I see them be like, Hey ref, what are you going to do? But they didn't let it affect them. They said, fuck yeah, it. They did, this they is going to be us first, the refs and the chiefs. And I'm not saying the whole game was like that. I'm saying there's just some yeah. things that were missed and it's more than just the usual bullshit that was missed. They, they, yeah. they said, you know what? Fuck it. They don't want it. it we, everyone's been against us all year. No one believed in our coach. No one believed in our quarterback. No one believed in this guy. No one believed in that guy. But we believe in each other. And we're going to go into Arrowhead. We're going to shut up these fans. We're going to take it to Patrick Mahomes. And we're going to win this fucking game. And, and they did. They And, you know, like you said, the Chiefs had some questions. They need to rebuild that defense. Um, mm-hmm. they, got, they got some production from guys. But Chris Jones ain't getting any younger. And – you know, it's you know, Tyron got Matthews money tied up got in a, uh, what's his name, Frank Clark. Frank Clark, he's not getting any younger. Matthew Honey Badger's not getting any younger, and now he's got injury pro- more injury problems to worry about on top of the knees and shoulders or whatever. He's got concussion issues now that he's gonna have to start to think about. Um, their secondary outside of that is very suspect. You know, you could and, and the guy that was playing probably the best for them or one of their better corners is now sitting behind steel bars. And he should be being joined by a star wide receiver, but that's for another time. And, you know, so he's gone. He, he pissed away his second chance in the NFL um, of red or whatever his name is. And then so 20, 2022, like just notable Chiefs free agents. Okay. Uh, uh, Tyron Matthew, unrestricted free agent. How Melvin Ingram. How old is he, too? Uh, 20, just 29 and two thirds. Oh, really? He's not 30 yet? Interesting. No. Um, Melvin Ingram, for, uh, unrestricted free agent. Charvarius Ward, unrestricted free agent. Mike Hughes, unrestricted free agent. Is this just like their entire team? Good Lord. Um, Chad Henney. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Orlando Brown, unrestricted free agent. Really? I believe. They didn't that's lock what, him that's back what up? That's saying. I'm, I'm double-checking. They traded yeah. all those picks and they didn't even fucking lock him back up yet? No. 
What are you doing? Um, Alec Togafor, unrestricted free agent. Jarek McKinnon, unrestricted free agent. So they got a lot of restructuring to do. Right. Well, this is what they had to do was they couldn't make a lot of long-term commitments because of the Chris Jones deal, the Travis Kelsey deal, the Mahomes deal. Like deal they got the to Tyree kill deal. Yeah, they got to do a lot of cap gymnastics. I, you hit the head. You 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 hit the head. The um hit, the, hit the head, head on the nail. Nail. Thank you, God. I stumbled over my words here. Um, like you said, late at night, a long yeah, weekend, and this fucking snow. Um, yeah. And so. Yeah, but you're you're absolutely right. They got a lot of questions. It's like I think they they short up that offensive line, which they needed to do with that fiasco in last year's Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably could make. But I mean, if they're going to let Orlando Brown walk, that's a big thing. That's going to that's a big hole that they're going to have to fix again for the second all season in a row. We both like we just both said the defense is going to have some major holes. Um, their secondary has always been suspect. They're going to have to fix that. They definitely need some linebackers. Um, outside of Kelsey and Hill, who are both getting up there in years, they really, you know, don't have much, I guess. Um, Nicole Hardman had a pretty good playoffs, so maybe they're going to hope that they, he can translate that into a actual camp, full campaign next year. The yeah. running back situation, who knows? Um, Edward Tolaire was suspect all year. He looked a lot better in the playoffs. Um, they like – what's his name? Um, I think they like – uh, who's the backup for who? The running backs, not McKinnon. Who's the other one? Edwards Hilaire. No, yeah. Who's who's the it's Edwards Hilaire McKinnon, and who was the other guy? Oh, Williams. Yeah, I think they like uh, Daryl Williams. Dar- is it Daryl or Daryl? Yeah, Daryl. Daryl. Which one's the one that left? I thought that was Daryl Williams. Damien left. Okay, yeah. Um, they like Daryl Williams, but I don't think they think he's a lead back. Which no, he's not. So maybe they're just gonna have to try to figure out better ways to use Edward Tolaire. I think if they're smart, they bring back McKinnon because he looked really good in the playoffs. Yeah, and then maybe Edward Tolaire just, do... just doesn't look like a three-down back. Exactly. Maybe you do the old-school Eagles thing. That's what Andy decides to do. Where with the Buckhalter, Do Staley, or Buckle, you know, the Buckhalter, Do Staley, um, Westbrook, or you know, whatever the th- throw in the third guy there, days. combo slash yeah. platoon. Idea. Yeah, you just you work and you make it work. And but uh, they definitely need at least another wide receiver, if not two. And they need to restructure that whole defense. But it's like they they probably don't have a lot of cap room, so you don't know where it's going to come from. This is where the Eagles come into play. The stars that they do have, as you as you pointed out, uh, you know, at the beginning of this, they're they're getting up there in age. It's, so it's like if you want to take advantage of Mahomes, um. You got to do it. You better do it soon. You know, you, before you waste his talent too much, and then he walks and goes to another team because there's nothing there. As of as of as of right now, the Chiefs are ranked 17th in cap space with 15.4 ish in uh, cap room. So, it's not, not a lot. lot. Not a lot. Not a lot of wiggle room. Uh, well, here's the here's the other thing too, Matt. How much longer do you think Andy Reid wants to coach? That's How much longer do you think he's got, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, he's it's getting up there in age. Uh, he, he can't be the healthiest person in the world. And this, this stretch, the stress only probably adds to that. And when is when is it going to be a, a fork in the road where either Biennemi leaves or right. 
Reed retires and he takes over. So, you know, here's an interesting thing. Maybe, maybe this happens. Maybe if he doesn't get another job somewhere else, maybe they come, they go into the off season. They say, Eric Bieniemy is our head coach in waiting. Eh, Yeah. If Reed looks, if Reed's looking at the road and says, I got maybe one or two years left. Because yeah. that's the most you can do a head coach and waiting thing. You can't be like, I got five years, and then Eric's going to be the head coach, you know. No. Um, or maybe, you know, maybe if he doesn't get it, he reassesses his options. Like, I'm pretty sure of Colorado, he came, went back to the, the the chancellor of Colorado and said, you know what, I changed my mind. If you guys are looking for a new head coach, I'd be interested if you still want me. I'm pretty sure Colorado uh, would jump out of their seats to take him. Colorado definitely would. I don't know if the enemy's eager to go down to college when he knows he can get NFL jobs right now. But that's the thing, Kenny. That's what I'm saying. He, he hasn't no, got that's a fair question. This like, is, he this should is have. Fifth, he should have. He got should. It. We both agree he should. Yeah. But this is what his third or fourth head coaching interview window that he's now been might be get denied. Yeah. Yeah. And it's bullshit. He should have a job. And yeah, there is some there's some coaching openings. I'm like, I, I don't understand why he's not. There's some well. coaches that have jobs, and it's like, how do you have a fucking job? Joe Judge. How did Matt Nagy have a job over him? How did Joe Judge have a job over him? You know? Yeah. No, how did yeah. the guy how did the guy at the Texans have a job over him? How did how did fucking uh who was the Bengals or who was the Broncos coach before Vangio? Vance uh Joseph. How did he get a job oh, yeah, before Vance him? Joseph. How did the how did the dumb shit that was uh how did Anthony Lynn get a job before him? I don't one one coach that doesn't get talked about enough about like how the fuck did he get a job? Matt Lafleur, like didn't Tennessee's offense rank like dead last or near dead last in the league when he was offensive coordinator at Tennessee? Did it? Yeah, like that was the oh yeah because it was like Mariota. Yeah. And it was like he wasn't even their offensive coordinator, though, was he? I'm pretty sure he was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was. He and was. Like, and if Rob, was this his third or second year there? This this was his third year because I think it was his third. Um, it was his third year, third straight year of winning 13 games or more, 12 games or more, or something like that. So um, he. His first year then was 2018. It was 19 to 20. No, or sorry, his last his last year of coaching the Titans. Yeah, was 18 to 19. Right, because he was boy, McVeigh's boy. Yeah. And McVeigh thought he should get the head coaching job somewhere. And they gave it to somebody, and then he just became the Titans offensive coordinator. And it's the next year is the year when they went from Mariota to Smith, right? Yeah. Or Tannehill, not Smith. Um, yeah. Yeah. Titans finished. Yeah, so the they season. weren't even fucking good in 2018, were they? No, they were like mediocre. It was like the, the tail end of Delaney Walker there. That's the year that the Eagles choked that uh, week three game to them and then like the 97 degree heat. Oh, uh, yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. When, um, it, when, when Corey, Corey Davis had the Corey fucking Davis. game of his life. Yeah. Anyway. He's like we, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they weren't um, good that year. No. And so LaFleur's just been carried by Aaron Rodgers. And so the, the Packers that we've seen with How Jordan Love. How did he get a job? And exactly. And so 
I've kind of realized that if Rodgers retires or bounces to another team, the shit Packers that that lost to the Lions may just be the Packers that play 17 games next year with Jordan Love as quarterback. And let's not forget, like, not that everyone didn't know already know how incompetent he was, but we're seeing how that it was all Aaron Rodgers and nothing to do with Mike McCarthy in his Green Bay days. I really though, because it feels like it feels like Rodgers was much that offense was much more explosive with McCarthy towards the end. Towards the end. Oh, towards the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the beginning, I think McCarthy was. Which I don't get that. How can you be a competent coach to win what? a Super Bowl and then you just become like a dumb dumb? Because they, they had a top just, ten defense. They had top ten defense, and he was like, "They did oh, have I a really need, good defense." I don't AJ need to. Coach, I don't need to work on my offensive system. And he did the Chip Kelly. Yeah, but they thing. were never worked they were, on. His they were system. great though. That's true. Oh, he never evolved. Is what you're saying. He never evolved, and that that was the whole thing about him getting the Cowboys. And he had more like, than one wide receiver too, right? Because he had Randall Cobb, he had Jordy Nelson. Greg Jennings. You know, you had Greg, Greg Jennings, Jennings. Um, Donald Driver at the end there, and, right? And that was, was, that Donald was the Driver? stories. Yeah, Donald Driver. Um, those were the stories of, like, him getting the Dallas job. Yes, it was Donald Driver because I distinctly remember playing Madden 10 or Madden 11, whichever one Rogers was on. I think it was Madden 12. Um, it would have been 2012 because it's always the year. it's always the year in advance. Yeah. They won the Super Bowl after the 2010 season. Yeah. Um, anyway, but that was the story about McCarthy getting the Cowboys job. It was like he was sleeping over at Jerry Jones' house and was like saying that he evolved the system and all this shit. And then it was like this year, it's like, oh, no, QB sneak. Yeah. Okay. With second left or whatever it was. There's uh, a, there's, uh, and then we'll move on. But there's a great, there's a, on, on YouTube, there's a, it's called it's called uh, secret bases. Secret base is the name of the channel, uh-huh. and they're um, they're like uh, shit. Who's the fucking? Who's the mat? Is that a magazine or ah uh, shit? But they do these things, and it's called like rewind or beef history and oh, stuff like that. I think you know I know exactly about? what you're talking about. Oh my god, who the fuck are they? Yeah, SB Nation. Yes, thank you, SB Nation. And they have this thing called Secret Base. And one of the things is, like, uh, they do is, like, collapse, where they talk uh, about how, like, a team, like, fell apart. Oh, I saw and they did one on, like, the 2011 Phillies. Yeah, and they did one on the Mavericks after they won. And the one they did, they did one, too, on the, on the Cowboys. And it's, like, how the Cowboys dynasty was built. It was, uh, was predicated on the success and, like, downfall. And it's all about how, like, Jerry Jones built it and and destroyed it all on all on his own. Yeah, like he's doing right. like pride and stupidness. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, I, I, either way, I recommend anybody check any of those out. They're great. Yeah, they're they're really cool. They're a really cool little segment. Um. All right, NFC Championship. Uh, Rams. Matthew Stafford reaches his first Super Bowl. Prove me Fuck wrong. Fuck the haters. <laughs> I got wrong. it right. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. All right, relax. Sean McVay there's, Pat's me new, wrong. there's Pat's new gift. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, Sean McVay proved me wrong. This Rams team proved me wrong. OBJ back to his old self. Nine catches for over 100 yards. First time since 2019. 33 um, games. Huh? 
33 games. He looked like this the New York insane. Giants OBJ. Like, it, it just took him so long. And it's awesome to see him get back on track and reach his first Super Bowl ever. Um, and if there was ever a guy that represented L.A., it would be OBJ. Like, that's just a match made in heaven from a marketing perspective. Um, Cooper Cup, over 140 yards, like, shocker. Felt like an average pedestrian day for him. Cooper um, Cup just doing Cooper Cup things. Cooper Cup things. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, congratulations to the Lions. Jimmy Garoppolo probably tanked Rams. his entire trade value by the end of this game. Um, Not yeah, Lions, Rams, you mean. Wait, what? You said congratulations to the Lions. Did I? No, I said the Rams. I don't know where you're getting. You said, no, you said. Did I say the Lions? That's fine. Yeah, but I get why, because you're staffing the association. Oh, my God. Uh, well, it's kind of by proxy to the Lions, because I think all the Lions fans were rooting for it. But anyway. Um, yeah, congratulations to the Rams. Jimmy Garoppolo completely tanked his trade value by the end of this game. I don't know if you're a GM, how you could watch this game. He's a free agent, isn't he? No. I thought he was a free agent because I was to talk about him, like, going, just walking somewhere. I mean, he may have an out. I don't think he's a free agent, though, but I, yeah. I will get on the Googles for that. Um, but, yeah, I mean – the Niners, they had this magical run and didn't work out. Uh, yeah, he's owed for the 2022 season. He's owed. He has a base salary of 24.2 million, cap hit of 26.9. It's the, Was year it the last after. year of his contract. Oh, yeah, it's the last year. Um, Wait, what was the cap hit? 26. 26.9. Ew. Yeah. How is he getting paid that much money? Because they, they locked him in for a massive extension after they traded for him, and he was getting injured. So they were like, oh, he's just if he stays healthy, he can carry he can get us to a Super Bowl. And then they carried him to the Super Bowl. Then he just got ka-ching. Um, uh, what is the answer to? <laughs> if, if, he wasn't, if he wasn't playing pro sports, he'd be in porn. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, Jimmy G. Yeah. I, man's attractive. He, huh? I don't know. That's a good Sam Fran? I, he was, I thought he was. I don't, he could, like, he, or center forward. That's his personal anyway. life. I'm not here to judge because even if he wasn't a football player, he could get probably any woman that he wants just by looks. Um, yeah, so. Where do the Niners go from here? Do you do you keep Jimmy G? Do you trade him? Do you just stay put and see how Trey Lance develops and hope that he eventually takes over Jimmy G as quarterback? So they have a lot. He did, by the way. Um, <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah, we're co confirming the real stuff. Um. They yeah they have a, they have a lot of questions because they traded a lot of draft capital to move up for Trey Lance. Which I don't understand why he like he. There's no reason that kid's ever. And this is not a shot at Trey Lance. The dude, I'm sure, is super athletic. He's got skills, and if he's serious enough, I'm sure he could be a very good pro quarterback. And if he's in the right system, mm -hmm. but he was not ready. He had like maybe what like 18 games started in college, if that, and it wasn't yeah. even like it was D1, like the SEC or like. 
Big Ten or Big Twelve or something like. He played in FCS, like in the football championship subdivision. Granted, so, for the best team, yeah, Alabama of the FCS. But the last time a quarterback got taken for that team, we all know where where we got there. So, so the argument for Trey Lance was, it's like the Josh Allen factor, where if you get him in the right coaching staff, get him in the right development program, he can become a pinpoint passer. He can be more explosive than Jimmy G, and he gives you more mobility options. No, okay, I get that. But at the same time, wouldn't you agree? Like, that's mute because Josh Allen started at Wyoming, which I get isn't, like, a huge jump. Yeah. Yeah, Ironically, Wyoming coached by an old North Dakota State. Their head coach was the guy who started the North Dakota State dynasties. Oh, I didn't know that. Craig Bull, yeah, he was, like, the guy who got it all started there. Um, Well, not all started. They were always good, but he's the one that started winning national championships there. Um. Uh But he played at Wyoming, which is at least in the Mountain West, which, regardless of what people think, at least every year they have one or two good teams. Boise yeah, State, for the, yeah, they're a competitive thing. You know, Boise State's good. Um, depending on what year it is, Air Force usually gives people fits. San Diego State has their, time, has their turns. Utah State's been good for the last decade plus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Hawaii, depending on what day it is. So it's like, it's, it's still decent enough football. It's better than the majority of the shit that you're seeing in the FCS. And he played some good out-of-conference teams, too. He went to, like, actual Big 12 or Big 10 teams and played on the road. And he didn't look good. But the difference is he started, what, like, close to, like, 30 games at Wyoming? He was yeah. a starter for, like, three years, right? About more. It, wasn't, it wasn't a Mitch Trubisky starting 13 games. Right. And that's the, thing, that's the difference is that Lance didn't start for that long. Yeah, He wasn't a full-time starter for that long. So I get the whole, hey, he's got the assets. But, mm-hmm. like, with with Allen, you could at least see when he put it together, like, oh, it's there. With yeah. Trey Lance, it's like, we don't really know because there's not enough evidence. Yeah, there's so, not enough. And though. like I said, this isn't a shot at him. I hope it works out for Trey Lance. I hope that the kid is dedicated enough and that, you know, I never want to see any of these kids fail because a lot of them – this is their only shot at succeeding. You know, yeah. a lot of them don't have an, another option. That's the reason they're here. I mean, they do, but they didn't take that other option seriously enough, which was school when they were getting the free education. That said, like, I never, I never want to see any of these kids flame out because it sucks. Like that, imagine getting to your ultimate goal in life and then just being looked at as a failure. That's yeah. that's hard for these kids, these, these dudes. So I hope, I wish he, you know, I hope that he, turns out so would you keep jimmy or would you keep jimmy g or would you try so that said him? no you keep you keep him for that last year unless okay. you get a godfather package why yeah. fuck with it let trey lance develop some more aaron Rodgers sat on the bench for three years True. it didn't hurt him there's yeah. a reason he's still playing right now yeah, so so the he, only... he's had two season ending injuries so there's a reason that Aaron Rodgers is still playing right now because that's three years where he wasn't getting the shit kicked out of him by shitty offensive lines because he didn't know what he was doing you know true um cap uh cap situation 49ers are ranked 22nd with Whoa, I thought they had a really good cap though I thought that was the thing to them they according to Spotrack, they have 5.6 million dollars in cap space. Hmm. Yeah, so, hurts the wrong. Oh, maybe it was that they got rid of Jimmy G 
It would. Yeah, that's probably what it was. It so here's up. the only thing I will say, and not, not that I condone it because I think he's a little fucking pussy ass, selfish bitch that completely torpedoed his team chances, and he only cares about himself. But if Aaron Rodgers says go to San Francisco, and the Packers say okay. We'll take Jimmy G back plus like two picks and like this person or something, you know, whatever they yeah, want yeah, back. Yeah. And Roger says, I only play, I only want to play for two more years and then I'm going to go host Jeopardy and be a hippie and get arrested for trying to blow up gas pipelines with my, my wife. That's a true <laughs> story. Did you get the last was, one. Wait, what? Yeah, you, you didn't the, know. Shane Woodley was arrested for protesting the like gas pipelines. Okay, Actually, in her defense. Protesting is different than blowing up gas. Oh, I know. Blowing, I'm sorry, I'm blow, just saying. For no, protesting, I just wasn't. I just wasn't expecting that last one. I just wasn't she expecting. Blowing up, but she she was extreme protesting. She she actually damaged property. She did something like she didn't blow anything up. Retra- yeah, I read that, was, that statement. I was over okay. the line there. No, I, was it, saying, it was, I was just asking for clarification. Regardless, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah so I'm saying what? So but like, you never know with him. He's yeah. he's out there, and even if so, like, how many years left does he have on his contract? Uh, they restructured it because that was the whole when he came back. That was the whole uh, the whole spiel was like, oh, they restructured his uh his contract, so now he's like, um, so right now he is owed twenty six point four seven for this upcoming season. He hasn't become an unrestricted free agent until 2024. Um, and So that's two seasons. Pretty much, yeah. So that's perfect. It, In a world where this trade would happen. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's two more years for Trey Lance to sit and learn. And it's uh-huh. not like – and Rodgers – and that's only if, if Rodgers wants out, right? You bring and, him in in yeah, his hypothetical and, situation and say – if you come in and you can do everything you can to make Trey the future because you went out anyway, right, Aaron? So yeah. two years, give us your best shot. Give us a Super Bowl. It was your boyhood team that you cheered for. The pieces are there. They've got a really good running back. They've got a, they got a above average to really – could be really good running back in Mitchell. they got some other parts too, like in Jermichael Hasty, um, who is a solid third down back. they got Debo who is just the ultimate Swiss Army knife at this point, who, you know, if it wasn't for Cooper Cup, would have definitely been the best wide receiver in the league this year. But, you know, with everything else he does, he's just unstoppable. I mean, that touchdown today in the first quarter, just the speed in the Jets to outrun mm-hmm. everyone and then dive like 30 or like, like what was that, like seven to like 10 yards vertically to make the touchdown? But that was yeah. crazy, like where he dove from. Um, Ayuk came on strong at the end of the year. Kittle, obviously, they got a decent line. Their defense is is very good. You you have a contender there. The biggest yeah. thing they can get in their way is subpar quarterback play, and Kyle Shanahan being a dumbass. And injuries, injuries, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That's so like, if you if you really like if you really want Trey Lance to be your guy, right? Which I think mm-hmm. they do. Yeah, they can't just sit there and, and be like, well, Trey, you're going to sit behind Jimmy for, for two years or even go to Jimmy and be like, well, Jimmy, we like you. But really, this is about Trey. But hey, yeah, you that's can a be weird our guy situation for, to handle. Yeah. Who wants to be like, oh, I'm just like 
the girl you're using until your dream girl gets single. It's a Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts situation. And exactly. like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh, it's just weird. So it's like, so like the only liable situation is like, it really is like, I guess now that I think about it is they probably do have to trade them. But yeah. the thing is, don't just trade them to trade them. Like, if you can't go to get like assets in return, or like they, they or at least somebody to start next year, unless Trey Lance literally like by leaps and bounds turns into like legit NFL passer by this mm-hmm. time by by the start of next season, you need Jimmy next year. No, is Jimmy like the greatest QB? No, we saw today why. There, there's yeah. at least three times a game where he makes a throw and you're like, what the fuck was he thinking? <laughs> and then there's the other times in the game where he steps up and runs the ball for 10 yards and instead of sliding, goes head first into the defender and gets those extra yardage for the first down to keep a drive going. He's yeah. definitely a guy that I think a team would get behind but I think he wants to know that the team is getting behind him before he's willing to sacrifice himself. He's not going to win games by himself. And he's no. better than most options out there at the moment because I exactly. think people are, Very people well, are well, He's not a game manager. I guess he's, yeah. the, he's not a game manager, but he ain't a franchise. He's not the number one franchise guy either. He can exactly. win you some games. He could cost you some games, but he's like a better version of Kirk Cousins in that aspect. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if I'm the 49ers, I at least got to see what I can get. I don't think I'll need, like, a godfather package to really – because that's, right. what, that's what the Niners needed in this game was someone who can be explosive, who can launch the ball downfield, make plays with his legs, and that just wasn't Jimmy G tonight. And maybe or Trey Lance – Or pick apart a defense like Aaron Rodgers could. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to the actual, like, Super Bowl now. Uh Bengals. Wait, did we even talk about the Rams really? Hold on. We got we got right, fine, fine. Go go fucking suck off No, I'm just staff. no, I'm just saying just the just no, outside of good. saying congrats. It's you know another in the similar vein of the Bengals, everyone kind of wrote them off. They didn't look great at the end. They looked really good to start the season, struggled mm-hmm. a little, got good again. They you know, towards the end. Then that end of the season loss to the 49ers, who seemed to be their bugaboo team. And everyone was back on the, like, well, I don't trust this team. Do you trust that? Or do you trust McVay? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it was like, okay, but why not? There's, yeah. And that's what we that's what you and I said a couple of weeks ago. We sat here and said, why not for this team? Why not for this team? Why not for that team? No, we never – We did, there's not a single team we looked at outside of maybe the Chiefs and the Bills, who we did think were the two best teams, that when we that we said, well, are, are any of these guys definites, especially in the NFC? Yeah, there wasn't a single team that we looked at, and that's why I was so confident when I said, like, I really did believe it wasn't just me, like, throwing shit against the wall. Like, I no, really yeah, did, yeah. and I was on the Rams from. I liked the Rams from day one. I really did think getting Stafford there would change that, and Stafford being with an actual team would change him a little bit. Mm-hmm. He regressed towards the end of the season, and you know, shitty Matthew, shitty Detroit Lions Matthew Stafford started to pop up a little bit. He got that out of his system been great in the playoffs cooper cup like we said has done cooper cup things obj like you said it's been great to see um you know they had good performances from higby until he got hurt hopefully he can go back for the play of the super bowl 
But that guy who stepped up in his place had has been great the last two rounds. Blanton? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, whoever that is, he's been awesome. Yeah. No, um, and for and the Rams. Acres, as long as he can hold on to the ball, finally gave him a running game. Yeah, and it's like they have so many pieces on offense. And there were moments in this game where I thought Stafford wasn't going to come back because he was just getting slaughtered. I don't like, know how he survived. Fred this year. Warner, Fred Warner, literally like WWE, like head butted in. Like, did you see that? Oh, it was, yeah, it was dirty. I don't know, how, and they didn't call it. I, no. I don't think Fred Warner meant to headbutt him. It was more of a, it was a. Is that the play you're talking about where he got hit low and that should have been a penalty and they didn't no. call it? No, it was it was after the pick. It was the Rams first. Oh, red see, I zone. missed this. I was in transit to get dinner. Oh, okay. So. Rams are on the red. We're in the red zone for the first time in the game. Stafford throws a pick. It was a deflection. Oh, oh, in the first, in the first. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. That's that's right. That's where I was wondering where his interception came from. My bad. Yes, I yeah. did see this. So and Fred Warner literally just goes head to head with Stafford, and Stafford just looks dead, like Joe Montana against like oh, on the run back. Giants. Yeah, like. Because I did see Stafford like going to the refs and being like, like yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was wondering what ha- what he was saying, like, but I didn't yeah, he know. He was trying why. to get a helmet, uh, helmet to helmet call, and there that was just the first one out of multiple hits where Stafford's just getting his ribs drilled. He's getting hit down low, and the refs are just letting him play, and he's getting off the field a little gimpy, and it's like, damn, like is is he going to be able to keep going? Like, and he just. Tapped into Detroit, Matthew Stafford, hung in, took the beatings, and just absolutely kept marching on and, act, and somehow led this team to a win. And I think that game against Tampa Bay really gave him the confidence that he can hang in the biggest moments. Now, whether he needed that confidence or not, that probably not. But I think proving himself to the national media that he can hang against Tom Brady, not only that – he can that throw, up. just that, that throw after the collapse, because you could easily overshoot that throw, or you could short arm it, yeah. or you could just yeah. and it's a tough he window. put it right on the money for Cooper Cup, and, and and not only that, it's also the 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 pressure of it. Like you don't think in his head, it was just like oh my god, Cooper's open. Oh my god, if I hit this, oh don't overshoot it. Oh my god, we could actually we we're not going to choke. We could win this game. There's so many thoughts that, like, and obviously he's not sitting there saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, like a 13-year-old, you know, high school girl or whatever. But, you know what I mean? Like, he's – like, there's just – there's, there's so easy to fuck that up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot. And it's, like, I think him, like, connecting with Cup on that 40-yarder, and he establishes that he can build up a big lead against the greatest of all time and secure the win in the big in one of the biggest games of the year. It was a huge confidence builder, and – he just took that and rolled with that this game. And it's going to be interesting to see how that translates to the Super Bowl because now this is his chance. This is his chance to finally capture the one, to finally get number one, ring number one. And he's got a young gunslinger that ain't afraid of no one, who ain't afraid to go up against anyone and who's going to be slinging it around all the time if he gets the time in the pocket. So, Would you say he's basically like – it's like – past and future like this is like what burrow is is what everyone thought Stafford was going to be when Stafford first came out yeah yeah just think about all the hype that Stafford had yeah they both went to shitty franchises and they were the hope was they would turn them around 
unfortunately, outside of Calvin Johnson, Stafford really not never got the help. Whereas yeah. Burrow has been given some. I mean, Burrow actual... hasn't been given the most help, but right. Um, but he's yeah, and two. I forgot. I completely forgot two SEC quarterbacks. So it's an SEC. Are you watching the thirty? Huh? Fucking ejected for that. <laughs> don't look at me, bro. I don't. Fred Warner in his post game a post game uh, interview regress re, uh, expresses regret for his hit on Matthew Stafford during Jimmy Ward's interception return yeah. and says, "quote It doesn't look good on film." <laughs> oh, nice. really? You think they're Fred? Yeah, that's a that's an understatement right there. Um, no, but sorry. Yeah, yeah. This, that, that's a that's totally right. Like this is what what Stafford was supposed to be is what Burrow is at least at the moment, and this is two define legacy defining games because mm-hmm. for Burrow, this is what decides him from being either Dan Marino or Tom Brady, where or it starts him down the path of yeah, or it, it, it and then starts. it becomes are you going to be Elway where you finally re- regroup and get there. Or are you Dan Marino? Exactly. And for Stafford, it's like he could be either – same thing. He could be either Marino or Elway, where he finally gets the one and he finally had a team around him that got him the one. That, yeah, I'm trying to think of who's a guy who got there, like, at the tail end I mean, of his I don't career. Know, like, I don't want to compare him to, like, Trent Dilfer because that's just insulting. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a guy who like had the talent that like just, uh, yeah, it's a good call. Maybe a Sison? No, because he wasn't in the lead that long when he finally got to the when he got there with the Bengals. Yeah, so it's weird. It's like L.A. Marino are like really like the only ones. I mean, Jaworski, maybe. <sighs> I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, um, but anyway, it's still like two legacy defining games because I. If Stafford doesn't win this one, I don't know. If the oh, yeah, Rams can it's a, yeah, they can this. get back because they 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 have holes too, you know. But yeah, I it's aging. Yeah. So, Super Bowl predictions. No, the best, that's the best way to put it. You're right. That is, you know, like, you know, like I've been saying the whole time. You know, fuck the haters. Like, it's like you know Matthew Stafford. You know, finally just blocked out the noise. Went out there. And did what all the haters said he could never do, and you know, yes, that interception was his fault, and I don't know how he messed that throw. Like, even if he throws it like and it gets knocked down, like that was kind of a bad miss on his part for the the yeah. miss cup by that. That said, he still that could have ruined the game. That could have been like the uh oh, here we go again. The Niners mm-hmm. have our number, even after this great opening drive. Yeah. They didn't. He said. Fuck the haters, just like you did last week. Oh, the haters think I'm going to choke this game away? Fuck that. I'm going to throw this perfect bomb to my man Cooper, and we're going to get Matt Gay out here. Boom, field goal. Fuck you. Go retire, Tom Brady. I'm moving on. Oh, I threw an interception? Nope. Fuck it. I'm going to go out and throw for almost 300 yards, or he probably did. Did he eclipse 300? Stafford Gay threw for like 337. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go through for 300 yards, two touchdowns, Leave my team in a game-winning drive. Boom, field goal, game over. Like, not over, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. And, you know, Seal and win. constantly, and like, that's what I'm saying with the Burrow comparison. It's like, 
they're guys that have just never been like, yeah. And Georgia Stafford kind of was the guy, like he was a sports illustrator and they were supposed to be the, the, the team. And then Alabama fucking smoked them. And it was like, well, so much for that guys. And you know, it was like, As and he was just kind of like quarterbacks. Yeah. Like it was kind of, that was like the start of like Saban's like dynasty there. And he was the number one pick, but it was like, yeah, but like he's going to the lions and he's just kind of always just been, the guy that people talk about is like, oh, well, there's Matthew Stafford, but like, is he really elite? Is he that, you know? And it's like, um, you know, and before McVay got there, yeah. the Rams were a bad franchise too, man. They hadn't been good oh for a long God. time. Oh my God, Jeff, Jeff Fish's reputation will forever be tarnished. You know, they, yeah, like he's got to be the most fake 200 win coach or whatever, however many he has. Yeah. Like for all the wins <laughs> he brought with, in like Tennessee. That. That was all Eddie George and Steve McNair. All Eddie George and Steve McNair. Yeah. Um, that said, yeah, it's like these are two franchises that for most of their existence have never been the cream of the crop in the NFL. They've never been considered a, a contender for a long time. And mm-hmm. now they're here. No one thought they would be here. No one in the beginning. Maybe there was a couple people out there that were like, yeah, Rams for the Super Bowl. But a lot of people just looked at the Stafford trade and said, cool, did you really upgrade that much? And a yeah. lot of people looked at the Bengals and said, yeah, Barrow can throw it, but can he cut down on the interceptions? And is he going to be able to stand on both legs because his line sucks? And they overcame all the doubt, all the haters, and they're here because they had both have quarterbacks that were able to shut out the noise, put their teams on their back, and go out there and do what they needed to do to get their team to the promised land. And that's, so, that's what, that's what got that. That's the main, that's, you know, that's what's the difference between them right now and the other teams that are sitting, sitting at home playing golf. Yeah, totally. Like Stafford wanted to win this so badly and you can see it in the rest of the team that how badly Aaron Donald wants to get back to the Super Bowl, how badly mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey wants to get back to the Super Bowl. And so now it's like, we look towards Super Bowl 56, whatever Six, the fuck it is. 56. Crazy. Um, 54. There was 54 Super – it took 54 Super Bowls before one team finally got to go play in their home field, right? Yeah. And the Bucs, who back in the early 2000s, everyone always thought it was going to be them with those Warren Sapp teams because it was in Tampa and they were unbeatable at home, and everyone always thought they were going to be the ones to do it. So irony that it eventually was them, but it was all those years later with Brady. 54 Super Bowls never happened. And it's happened twice in a row. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's fucking crazy. And your boy, uh, what's his name, Stan Kroenke, his his bank account's gonna be piling up after this, after this next yeah, weekend. Well, he better go drop about ninety mil because I need a new fucking striker, or else I'm gonna be fucking not playing European, watching my team play European soccer next year. I need a new midfielder and striker. Get get on it, Stan. You got <laughs> fucking eighteen hours, boy. Um. So now, as we turn attention to Super Bowl 56, two interesting teams. And it's like, obviously, after the games ended, it's so hard to pick a team. But I, I'm, I'm going to ride with I the Bengals. Because I love both these teams. I, I love, love both, both these teams. I, I love them, too. But, like, I'm riding with the Bengals, bro. I, I want to ride for the Bengals so bad, and I really don't I, care who wins. But I just want Stafford to get one. I just, I really I do. do. But like I, I've been riding with Joe Burrow, and I'm I'm riding with Joey Third. Oh, I would love for day. the Bengals to get because I've always been a Bengals fan. I've, I've never 
They're an AFC team, never rubbed me the wrong way. Always dug their unis, which was the reason when I was younger that I kind of liked them. Mm-hmm. And plus, they were always shitty, so it was like you could never be considered a bandwagon jumper. Also, yeah. I thought like Jeff Blake was like really cool. I would always use them. And like Madden, like 98, 99, I was like, oh, Jeff Blake, I'm going to be the Bengals. I don't know why. <laughs> it was just like a thing I had, like, because yeah. he could throw the ball like really far and like, Nice. I always, like I like I've watched like highlights and it's like oh Jeff Blake threw for like four hundred and three touchdowns and I'm like so he must be good right and my dad's like no no <laughs> like no. and I'm like oh okay <laughs> um but yeah I'm I'm right with the Bengals I'm going with Joey Third Leg Jamar Chase like the Rams have more talent on both sides of the ball but like that's I, the scary thing is is their line is so bad it's so suspect. Are they going to be able to protect Burrow long enough so that Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Greg Gaines and the rest of them and Leonard Floyd don't devour him like like he's a dot in Pac-Man? Like, so, that's my but, biggest fear is that Burrow's going to walk out of there in a fucking wheelchair because of those, four, those guys up front. Well, we've already seen him get eaten up in this playoffs and got sacked yeah, nine times against not, the Titans. Yeah, but, I mean, but you not think by the gonna... likes of someone like Donald and Miller. Totally, yes, obviously. I mean, the Rams have completely reinvigorated. Like, Von Miller looks like 2015-16 Von Miller. He he was in the backfield, literally in face of Jimmy G on almost every play. And a lot of it has to do with Aaron Donald getting double teamed, but he looks rejuvenated out there. Guess what? I don't care. Who they? Who they? Who going to beat them Bengals or whatever they say? (laughs) I, I am it. riding. Yeah, I I, I'm riding with Cincy. I am riding with Joey Thirdleg. I am riding with Joey B because they're gonna flip the Cincy Double Birds to the Rams and be like, "Fuck it, we're taking over your own stadium and absolutely torch the Rams secondary." There's gonna be a couple of deep bombs, and I think the Bengals are gonna pull up the upset and capture their first championship. Eagles 2017 reincarnated. I thought you were about to say Eagles 20, something, somebody out like you were called call predicting a score. I'm like, no, what? No, no. Yeah, Eagles, um, Eagles. Uh, that's a no, like, yeah, Eagles like we both fan. just said, I, I honestly don't mind. If the Bengals win, I'd be happy. I'd be, I'd be cool for Joey Burrow and like all those guys to get that win yeah. and I, that franchise and those fan bases. Um, but I, I'm slightly pulling for the Rams just because, like I said, like I just want to see Stafford get it, mainly just to say, like, fuck the haters. And, you know, um, also, I love Cooper Cup. You know this. And he's just amazing. How can he – he just seems like a great guy, you know. Real, yeah. real down-to-earth man. Been married since he was 22 to his – to his the love of his life. Um, but, no, I – like, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll all this- ride with the Rams, too, because these are the team. these are the teams we picked to get here, right? You yeah. rode with the hot – you said the Bengals are getting there. And yeah, people probably laughed at it. I said the Rams are getting there. Um, people laughed at it. So all just so we go against each other, even though we both know it's like, hey, we don't, we, we this don't, is the, we, the other one doesn't win. But this is the this is the best situation a Super Bowl could have turned out to be because it's not it's the only not, other one would have been having Josh Allen in. Yeah, like it's he was not, playing so well. Yeah, and it's not like fucking Mahomes gets his second Super Bowl, and then we got to watch Jackson Mahomes make TikToks about it's, it. That's the thing, man, because I I want to enjoy Mahomes so much, but then he throws the ball, and that scumbag fucking Hill 
somehow manages to catch it behind Bart. Oh, wait, he's not in jail and he should be. Never mind. Or the shitty Kelsey brother catches it. And it's just like, because like watching Mahomes play is such an art. You know, it's, it's a like cheat he's code. just so beautiful. It's about a legit the way he, cheat code. He throws the ball and the shit he does. It, just, it is. But then it's just like all the surrounding bullshit that is not even his fault. It's not yeah. his fault that Tyree kills a scumbag and beat his wife, his pregnant wife. It's not allegedly. his fault that. No, he got arrested for that. that I'm happened. throwing in allegedly just for this. No, the, the allegedly is for the kid. Allegedly for the kid. I'm throwing in allegedly for both. I don't no, know. he actually was charged for the other one. He was charged, but was he convicted? Or indicted? He settled like they they settled out of court. I don't know what happened, but he legit was like arrested. And- I'm just protecting us, Timmy. I don't give a fuck oh. about Tyree. I'm just more so protecting. No, I'm pretty us. sure he was. That's why he dropped in the draft. Regardless, it's all this other. Yeah, it's not his fault for that. Like it's not his. You know, it, it's not his fault that his his wife and it's not really his wife, but. She has been kind of annoying. Like the shit she did last week, throwing like champagne on the Spraying on the fan. The like, yeah, that's fucking scumbag shit. You, there was a joke. There was a joke where it's like, it's been reported that Patrick Mahomes' wife was spraying champagne above a section of recovering alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved all the memes this week. It was like this guy. Uh, everyone in the everyone in the country became a fan of this guy. So we don't have to see these two yeah. in the Super Bowl or something like, um, and that's just, that's a shame because we should be able to. I, I want to like we shouldn't have to think about that, but it's like, but unfortunately, because the way it's social media and shit is today, we do. But it's at the same time like he can't control, but he can. Like if I was him, I would go to I like go to his wife and be like, hey, you got to calm it down. And I would go to his brother, my brother, and that was my brother doing that shit. Oh, I'd kick I the would shit literally out of fucking kick his ass up and down the street and yeah. be like, you're making me fucking look bad. Knock it the fuck off. Or yeah. next time, I'm going to hope that those opposing fans literally fucking bring you up by the goalpost. Like, yeah, no, nah, it's just, tough. That's the, that's the sad part about it. It's just like, like, that's just like his brother is never going to do anything in his own life. He's just going to ride Patrick's coattails and just be a fucking piece of shit. And it's just like, you know, like that's the sad thing about that. But that said, you know, anyway. thank God for Joey Barrow and the so, Bengals getting it done. So, um, yeah, Super Bowl 56. We'll wait and see. Um, Rams, I say Rams. I say Bengals. I know. I'm saying, uh, you're saying Rams, Rams. I'm saying Bengals. 27, Bengals 24. Oh, we get another I got, good one. I got Bengals. I got Bengals 34-28. I think the football gods, by the way, also, thank you, football gods, yeah, for yet another you. amazing, brilliant weekend of playoff football. Yeah. I mean, you I was... spoil us. You really do. Like <laughs> Between the national championship game, which is a very good game, yeah. last, week's, last week's games, and then this week's set of games. The wild card weekend was the game. Was the weekend. The wild card game was a dud, but you know what are you going to do? That's what happens when you have teams like our Eagles in there. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean they got we got one. Eh, we got two good games because the Raiders Bengal game was kind of was was solid. Yeah, and then the the Cowboys. It was satisfying to was see good. the Patriots get whipped up and down the field. Right, that was true. But every other game, you know, the Eagles Bucks game sucked. The Rams obliterated the Cardinals Steelers, and the Chiefs. Steelers. Ugh. Big Ben in his walking boot couldn't do anything. <laughs> um, um. All right. But yeah. Hall of so, Fame. 
Hall of Fame, Barry Bonds. We'll do this quickly and then get it. Uh, you want to talk about Brady first? I mean, it's confusing more than anything. Like Tom I'm just Brady. Saying real quick, do you have a do you have a thought on it? I think that he realized, like, fuck, I could get way more publicity if I announce this myself and have my own like little Peyton Manning press conference and like give a little speech and start crying. And then well, he could still do that. He could still do that, but it's not the same as the initial like flair. Like, you want to know what my thought is? He didn't get to announce it on his own terms. Yeah, go ahead. I think he purposely had him and Giselle purposely had someone leak this so that all the think about look at all the attention that came out. Literally all you saw yesterday while I was trying to fucking watch college basketball was breaking news. Tom Brady retired. Like, what else was I watching that I was like, all right, I don't give a shit anymore. What the fuck else was on yesterday that I was watching that was hockey. That all it just kept saying, huh? Hockey? I don't know. I'm just gonna take guess. Uh, I guess it was college basketball was the only thing that could have been on, right? Yeah. College basketball. I haven't watched the Flyers in forever. So it could have been hockey. Sixers, maybe? Sixers. No, but it was because it was during the day. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it must have been college basketball then. Could have been soccer because they're on international break. Anyway, can we? Yeah, do- I don't. God, I don't know what it was, but they just kept talking about it, and and then all of a sudden it was like after like two hours or three hours, it was like, oh, what? Wait a minute, Tom Brady's dad says that's not true, and it would not surprise me if he literally went to someone and was like, yo, go tell Chef that I'm retiring to get all this publicity because, oh, isn't it ironic that. He's not in the championship games, and now all of a sudden everyone's talking about Tom Brady again when he like he's yeah. not playing. And yeah. then it's just like, oh, how can we keep the media train going? Wait, I never said that, Schefter. He doesn't care if he's going to make Schefter look bad because he only cares about himself. So he comes out and does that, and then it's just it's like, oh, now we're just we should be talking about the Rams and Bengals, and we're gonna. But on this, you're going to get a little side dish of Brady for 20 minutes every fucking show. I just don't get how like. Because obviously Schefter and Darlington are like top-notch reporters. So they're clearly not right. pulling the shit out of thin air. And so I'm wondering if he just said something to someone and then they like drew their own conclusions or Brady actually said he was going to retire and was like, oh shit, this isn't how I meant the news to come out and was like, yo, kill the quote or whatever. I mean, that could be too, but I just like the conspiracy theory part of it. Oh, the conspiracy he... theory. She is definitely wants him to retire. Like she's like posting Instagram photos of like, family is what matters in life and like live laugh love and all that housewife bullshit and and then it's like she's talking about um like she's i think she's wanted him to retire for years now and he's kind of like you know what i kind of done everything i needed to do in the nfl you think I, so i think she likes the limelight she gets from it since she's not a mile anymore it's the only no. attention she gets in the national media i think i well i'm sure she likes the attention but I think she actually does want him to retire, though. And like, oh no, I would, I, yeah, I mean, be there, be there, yeah, to be there sound. with the kids and stuff. But yeah, I'm saying, like, I just wouldn't. I like the conspiracy aspect where, and it wouldn't surprise me that they had someone leak it. Obviously, excuse me, you'll never find out if that's true. I'm saying, yeah. I honestly would not be surprised if they had someone leak it on purpose, mm-hmm. just so he could come back and say no, to keep his yeah. name in the news cycle yeah. since he lost last week. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't you know, be surprised at all. They're it's, smarter it's, than that. It's just like it's just like Rogers, fucking bombing, like you know, uh, photo bombing the draft or like media bombing the draft when he's just like everyone should be talking about a draft. By the way, I went out of the Packers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just it's a, how can I hijack the news media circle when I'm not involved in a, like there, no one's going to talk about me? Oh, yeah. I know how. 
I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question everyone wants the answer to. Um, all right, we're going to wrap it up here because we both got to go to bed. Like, I'm exhausted. Um, Real quick, I'm going to talk Big Poppy and just say, I mean, Barry Bonsoff. Oh, so I think it's bullshit that the Hall of Fame is like, yeah, Ortiz, well, you can go in. But Bonds, nah. Because, like, Ortiz allegedly tested positive in 2003. It was never confirmed that he did. It was supposedly under anonymous testing. Supposedly. I couldn't, I couldn't find really anything that, like, definitively confirmed he tested positive. Um, Barry Bonds is the most electrifying baseball player, whether he did steroids or not. He is one of the most electrifying players in the last two decades plus. Okay? And for him to shatter the significant records of baseball that he shattered, whether they're illegitimate or not, it is a part of baseball history. And for the Hall of Fame, the fucking goofy, crusty-ass writers to get up on their high horse and just be so prideful to be like, oh, yeah, you don't get in because we didn't like you enough. Whether he produced on the field or not doesn't fucking matter. And for them to say that, and then Ortiz gets in based on his likability when Bonds had better numbers. Again, whether they're illegitimate or not, he was a damn good player in Pittsburgh before he jacked up and became the fucking runaway truck that we remember him to be in the late 2000s. It's bullshit. And baseball, a sport that needs fucking good publicity, just fucked up again. And they become a hall of hypocrites. And this is why no one likes baseball anymore. Because it's like, what the fuck do I care about some crusty old ass writer who's portraying saying that like Islands isn't good for that game. It's not legitimate. No, Cooperstown serves to both honor and preserve the fucking history of the game. And that Barry Bonds made his mark on the game, whether you like it or not. And so shut up about your fucking ego and put him in the goddamn Hall of Fame. So my thing with the Ortiz thing is I don't I don't buy the steroid thing, and this is my this is my reason why. The you only heard about it once. It can't like it's never been talked about again. No one's brought it up. The only fucking people that broke the news and it's the only person to ever report about it is the New York fucking Times. Hmm. The New York Times, city team that is rival to the team that Big Poppy played for and got his recognition. Not he played for the Twins first, but the, where he made, he made his, his name, right? City, the paper and the city where his biggest rival is, all of a sudden got a new scoop, and there was what like thirteen years after, or like. 10 to 13 years after he allegedly tested positive. It was like, but there was not, it was never confirmed. There's no other source. Nobody else came out and said it. Like it was just like, and it just died. You've never heard anything. It's just the New York Times randomly one big poppy tested positive on her anonymous name in 2003. That was it. So I find that complete bullshit. That said, I agree. Here's the thing if you don't want to, if you want to be pissed about the steroid thing, which I get it, like that's, that's one thing, that's fine. But on, uh, regardless of that, like, if you look at the resumes, and, like, I get it. Bonds rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Like, he was an asshole. Like, it wasn't – like, the difference between him and Big Poppy is when people came to the ballpark and they saw Big Poppy, it was probably the best part of their day. When people came to the ballpark and saw Barry Bonds, they were probably like, this fucking guy. And the same thing with Clemens. I'm sure he was probably the same way. He probably wasn't fun. But on the whole of it, 
If you look at their resumes before they allegedly juiced, stats are there. Bonds is a seven-time MVP. He won three of those before any of the steroid talks came into play on a fucking Pittsburgh Pirates, okay? When he was a 40-40 threat, he was a great outfielder, was throwing people out, was hitting home runs, doubles, stealing bases. He was the complete – he was the Mike Trout back in the day, but he was even better, okay? Mm -hmm. He had – before – he was a 14-time All-Star. Before the steroids came into play, he went to at least seven games. Yeah. Silver Slugger, you know, I could go on. There's like anywhere between four or three to like seven times he won all the major like hitting awards or at or like fielding awards. And by the way, the steroids don't affect the fact that he was going to be a good fielder, you know. Um, he was a golden, great player eight, before the he the won eight fucking golden gloves, yeah. eight golden gloves, and they were from 90 to 98. He won eight golden gloves. Yeah. That has nothing to do with fucking steroids. Yeah. So I'm not a big Barry Bonds guy, and I get it. Like that, that's like there's that asterisk. But I'm also in the camp where it's like I still can't believe fucking Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame. He's the greatest fucking hitter to ever. Oh play, my god! Don't and he's even not start on Pete Rose. You know what it I mean? was. It was what fifty years ago, forty years ago that, that Pete Rose shit happened where he got banned. Like how long has it been? It was like. Like and like, could they never like? Yes, he betted on them, but they could never prove. I don't think he was ever proven of like throwing games. And, and he wasn't will, like he wasn't shaving points. Like, yeah, like he, like these he, guys in like playing basketball that did it for the mob. Yeah, you know, he, he said like I never bet on games as as a player, or I never bet on games. Bet on I games played that I, I I played in or coached, right? Yes, yeah. and I believe him because he gave so much to the game. Like he wasn't he wasn't just sitting around collecting checks all day. And gambling is fucking legal. I don't know if these fucking writers know, know this because they're so goddamn old and out of touch. But that's that, that's what it is. You hit it right on the head. There's a bunch of crusty old douchebags that are like, oh, the honor and the this and that, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, you guys are the same fucking assholes that like, like are come from a lineage of people that like were making decisions that fucking kept people like Satchel Paige and Josh Gibson out of the major leagues for so many years. Like, and like people even said it, like, it was like, you know, you want to sit there and like, like talk about Babe Ruth and Bill Burr, I think is, I think it's Bill Burr. It's a great joke about this. He goes, yeah, I'd love to see fucking Babe Ruth's fat ass get up there and try to fucking hit Satchel Paige or Bob Gibson or, you know, Pedro Martinez or something like that. Like, and I'd love to see like all those fucking old time pitchers actually have to face a real hitter like fucking Josh Gibson, who allegedly hit like 900 some of them runs throughout his, like, career in the Negro Leagues and all that stuff, like, yeah. so, like, if you want to put asterisks on shit, put asterisks on all those guys who didn't have to play in the integrated league when the, those players were ten times better than half of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, it's bullshit. Like, you, like you said, you need publicity more than anything right now in Major League Baseball, and all you're doing is giving it the wrong kind of publicity. On top of the fact that you're in the median, middle of a fucking strike, a meaningless strike, because the owners are a bunch of fucking rich douchebags who don't understand what they're doing to the sport then they go and nix the whole Tampa Bay Montreal thing which would have been a great thing for the sport to get baseball back to Montreal you know yeah like, and which again the whole reason baseball doesn't exist in fucking Montreal because of a fucking strike yeah the fucking world series from the expos in 94 that team was winning the world series and because of that 
downhill that franchise has gone, and then the fucking Washington Nationals eventually get the, the World Series that the fucking Expos should have had. And, one, and then on top of all that other stuff that's going on, here you go. Once again, all negative publicity because it's just a bunch of out-of-touch assholes that don't fucking know what they're talking about or doing. They're hypocrites. And everything they say or do is just bullshit that I don't care about. It, it doesn't matter. And, like, baseball is a sport that needs people to, like, get be interested in. And a guy that saved baseball outside of McGuire and Sosa in the early 2000s who – literally like brought baseball into the internet age and like captivated a ton of fans all of a sudden he can't get in because right someone deems his character not good enough for the game and it's like get the fuck out of here he was taking it but he was taking it before it was illegal he was a fucking stud before any of it was like when it was before he was a stud in oakland winning world series sosa is the one where i could be like you know what yeah because he his resume was bullshit, and like he whatever he was doing, like look at Sammy Sosa down, look back at those clips, and even when they yeah. did the thirty for thirty, he was very shady in that. So I'm fine with him not getting in because I think a lot of his shit is, is but, tainted. But that home run chase, that that home run chase combined with bombs saved. Waking up every single day that summer. Me and my friends go play wiffle ball, watching highlights just to see if either of them hit a home run. Yeah, like and we lived for that shit. That was we. It was so exciting. I remember going to Cooperstown three years later with my my uh, travel baseball team and playing in the Field of Dreams, and they were still living off the rejuven like that being rejuvenated and bonds. That was you know going for the home run record. Yeah, right. Was that a one? Right. Is that that's when yeah. he broke it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Griffey and Sosa were still hitting them then, and like all this shit. And it's just like, and that was fun. It was so much fun to be in Cooperstown when baseball mattered. Yeah. And I would love to go back to Cooperstown because I haven't been there in so long. And it's just like, Same. I love baseball. I love, there's nothing more I love than sitting in a ballpark on like a nice, like spring, maybe late summer, early fall day, enjoying nine innings of good baseball. But right yeah. now, it's like, hey, are we even going to get that this summer? B, if we do, like, who the fuck's gonna with, be on with the, the field? With the tra- right, with the travesty that you just fucking pulled, and C, my selfishness, are we, do, are we really gonna fucking watch what the Phillies have to put out? Because right now it looks like it's gonna be another fucking wasted year of talent. I will, I will always go to at least like one Phillies game for summer because right. like it's always a fun thing to do. Um, but yeah, it's just like baseball looks like a bunch of dumbasses. And it's like, like, how can you continue to shoot together. yourself in the foot? This is how. And, yeah. So, hate to end on a negative note, but that's it. Thank oh, and then on a more negative note. Fuck USA soccer. Fire Greg Walthor. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, share, rate all of us, all those good things. And uh, we'll catch you in the next episode.